Hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas. Oh. You gonna be all right? Ciao a tutti, benvenuti in un altro episodio speciale di It's Damn Damage, a lot of the podcast, where we mostly talk about horror movies, with a splash of video games, television, comic books, and beer. I am Carlos Rivero, my partner, il alunno, il maestro, il professore of our podcast, Adam Griffin. As always, follow us on the Red Hot Twitter machine, handles in the show notes, and the show at It's Damn Damn. And on Instagram at It's Them Damage Lot of Podcasts. Buongiorno Adomo, como stai? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, you can imagine us at the piazzas uh, drinking expensive, fancy drinks right now. Get, getting ready to talk some Italian horror. A couple of specifics this week. Uh, before we get into that, I'd like to say Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Happy holidays out there. Uh, yes. by the time you're hearing this should be the day after Thanksgiving hopefully or maybe the day after that or just a little bit after Thanksgiving and I uh, hope you had a good one if you were you know if you partake of the holiday hope your stomachs are full if you had to solo it for a little bit you know be away from people hope you were able to just take a day and make the best of it for yourself so we're here ready to talk some horror movies And uh, how you feeling? How you feeling about some Italian horror? Listen, Italian horror, it's its own world. It, listen, I'm, I just, I'm getting like dramatic and traumatic experienced memories of what horror. I mean, we, we had our, you know, we had our Night of the Living Dead. We had all. All that other stuff that was brought into our worlds. Italian horror took it to the next level in the uh, in the late 70s, the early 80s, mostly the early 80s. These dudes, these dudes were doing their thing. Uh, we'll talk about these dudes, you know, the Bavas, Lam- Lamberto, Mario, you know, the uh, the Argentos, Dario, his dad. Salvatore, and of course, uh, kind of we're gonna get into a little bit later, a little bit fuller, uh, Mr. Uh, Lucio Fulci, Italian horror man. That's it's it's a niche. Let me tell you, um, and it's something that I had never known before because, well, my experience is Gates of Hell. That's the first Italian horror film I ever saw. I, I refuse to call it City of the Living Dead. Because I saw it on VHS, and the VHS said Gates of Hell. <laughs> Practical reasons. Bring back fond memories. Um, but Adam Griffin is the man who uh, introduced me to more Italian horror films during our nice runs of uh, Oktoberfest nights. And uh, so, what got you into it? I know. You, you brought me into the world and showed me the light. Uh, well, it was that dang blasted thing called the internet. <laughs> Your favorite place. My favorite place. I love to hate it and I hate to love it because it's there and it can be horrible. But when you learn new things and you don't hurt nobody, it's a great place. Now, uh, this is way back in the day. So we're talking about 96, 95-96. Just been on the internet. And I'm just looking for horror movies. And again, this is before DVD. We're at the tail end of what we knew would be the tail end of VHS. And, uh, you know, started looking for horror movies. And um, 
outside of mainstream stuff and you know, there's websites that I would go to like House of Horrors before it became something else and uh, they would say you know these are the movies you gotta see so they would name stuff like uh, Lucio Fulci his various efforts like Zombie and uh, and The Beyond and, and City of the Living Dead you know you have to watch this you have to watch the Gates of Hell trilogy you know, this, is, this is brutal stuff and uh, during that time period uh, these movies were pretty much banned on VHS Blockbuster didn't carry them um, what small independent mom and pop shops we had in the area uh, didn't carry horror movies no we had, we went to those for uh, Hong Kong action movies but that's a whole other podcast that I'll never get a chance to do but um, <laughs> uh, you can do whatever you want this is true this is true it'll be 2020 and I can do whatever I want um, so I go away to college and this is when DVDs start picking up and you had your smaller release houses like uh, Quentin Tarantino's had Rolling Thunder Pictures and he brought back The Beyond and The Beyond got a release on DVD through uh, Grindhouse Releasing so it was this big movement out of nowhere like Anchor Bay started picking up everything they could outside of re-releasing Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness and Evil Dead 1 you know three times a year but it was an amazing time and once this stuff started coming out I was just buying whatever I could because I was a dumb kid who was way away at school it just it would just when I wasn't going to class I needed to escape from the reality that was college so I would just buy movies and books and just watch this stuff and um Gates of Hell trilogy was, was the way in but in order to talk about that we gotta talk about Liberto Bava's Demons because that was the one that I picked up amazingly from Blockbuster when I was like 16 or 17 I don't know why they had a copy except that that was the moment when I could see just exactly how extreme the horror genre could be uh, for those that don't, know, that don't know Demons is the story of a group of people that go to see a screening of a movie um, and during that screening of the movie some mysterious things start happening there's a mask and uh, the actions in the theater start mimicking the actions on screen and pretty much uh, the entire theater is soon infested with demons or as Tony the Pimp would like to call them instruments of evil and uh the movie itself is it's formative for me because it's one of those first you know uh extreme horror movies that i saw and it's also formative for me because it has my favorite character favorite side character in horror movies of all time in tony the pimp played by bobby rhodes what the hell happened to rosemary don't you disappear too Will you get out of my way? What's the matter with you? Holy shit! She's a friend of mine! Hey, baby. What happened? There's some kind of madman loose in here. Now, um... Son of a bitch! Shit! Uh, it's funny, because that movie, his voice is overdubbed. Get out! But Everybody get away. it is the best, like, synchronization of... dub voice and actor performance that I have ever seen. It is fantastic. For all the right ways and all the wrong ways. Because this dude sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. And it is fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you introduced me to Tony the Pimp and Demons. Actually, should we give a shout out? We, were, we, were, we watched this with uh, Mr. Roger. That's and, right. Uh, in, uh, for our dear friend who uh, passed away, uh, for Dorman's. Passion party, Jesus Christ, that's a long time ago. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we're, we're old. Well, I'm older, but we're old. And you didn't say anything. You just, hey, we're going to watch this. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then uh, the iconic Bobby Rhodes. Oh, my God. 
Then first off, the man should have he should have been the survivor, final survivor. But oh yeah, that he oh, man when all right. So we talk about uh, Sid Haig owning a scene, but that's because of his acting, right? Bobby Rose owns this entire movie for the short time that he's in it by his actions, uh, by his over the top lines. Um, and the fact that he's a pimp, which is awesome <laughs> for a horror movie. Um, and he's the guy, he's like the only one that has his shit together in the whole movie. Like, That's right. You know, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a clear head the whole time. Uh, but again, Mel, the one liners, he just, it was, it, it stood out. Like, especially, uh, especially in a movie like that, where it's. Where it actually has a, a story going on, <laughs> which is a little hard for me to follow. The older, the older uh, Italian horror movies—they tried their, they had some really good storylines, but you know they, they got a little convoluted at the times. But uh, Tony the Pimp, your dude. He's the only character in that movie um, that is, from his entrance to his exit is written with any sort of forward motion you know he is the one that he refuses to be propelled by the plot he instantly tries to solve as much as possible in the time that he has on the screen now um i just had to look it up but uh, victor beard did the voice <clears throat> excuse me for tony the pimp but it's just like everything he says is instantly quotable hey kid don't undo it. Cut it. Something wrong? Faster! You look like you're scared of breaking. Watch! Like this! It, it just, it's one hell of an experience. Like, the movie loses a lot uh, once he exits. Spoiler. But, uh... Spoiler! It is nuts, but um, the the other star of the movie is the effects. Like it is rare um, to see such special effects mastery and practical special effects mastery in a movie. Like uh, the only movie that I can think of that tops it would be The Thing and uh, Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. Mm. Because the stuff you see in this movie is nuts. Absolutely nuts. Like, you know, in-camera practical transformations, just wonderful stuff. Gross. Gross as hell. <laughs> but, but wonderful Listen, stuff. the nails, for me, <laughs> to this day, oh, oh. The teeth? Teeth? <laughs> <laughs> she goes from... Uh, Let's call her a freelance artist, <laughs> for special terms. Tony's freelance artist. Uh, she starts looking like Rick James right before she turns full demon. Jeez Louise. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> played by uh, Greta Greta, who right. uh, also is great in uh, Rats, the uh, another Italian horror movie, and I believe Shocking Dark as well. So those are those are good ones too. Uh, she's a big. She's a big fan of Adam. <laughs> I don't know. They're they're, they're it, 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 They follow it, each other on Twitter. It's awesome. Yeah, gotta, so, gotta, hey man, it's a small victories in life. I take them. Gotta gotta support. Gotta support all the actors and actresses out there that you dig, whose work you dig. So, absolutely. And demons. Listen. What's the? I'm trying to use the correct wording. Because I don't want to say revolutionized the genre, because Fulci did that. But it stands out to me till this day because of the. It reminds me of a video game and a movie at the same time. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like you know, like one of those good video games that has a a good plot hook to it. That's like a movie. Okay, if this would have been a game, we'd still be playing it. 
Yep. You know, this is like our... They kind of made... In fact, it just came to me. If Left 4 Dead 3 were ever to come out, which it won't, you gotta wait for Back from Blood, but if they would have done this, uh, one of the levels would have been the movie theater. Yep. Only the pimp as a playable character. Instant classic. Oh, instant Cash classic. Grab. That's right. All that's about right. the ideas. Trade That's, what we, that's what we do here. Just do my ideas. That's what we do here. But yeah, no, it's a, it is a, uh, it's a water, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a watermark, a high point, watershed moment, whatever I'm trying to say. It's big, it's huge, it's influential, and it sticks with you once you see it. And it's one of their, one of the bigger examples of the Italian horror, where uh, you see the Americanization of the movies by the Italian directors, distinctly, um, and our, and our buddy, Joe Bob goes on an epic rant about this. I will not because I cannot <laughs> go word for word like he does. But he does talk about how they wanted to cast, you know, American King actors. Yeah. Like Bobby Rhodes, you know. He he passed for which is weird at the time. Thinking about it now that we would I mean not trying to be any uh, not trying to be political or anything like that. Uh, or controversial. Back then, that's what people did. They still do it today. <laughs> Unfortunately, when they cast people, because they look a certain way. Right. But the, the the directors, you know, they cast people who looked American. Yeah. To the fact that in some cases, some of the actors were American actors. And we'll get, you know, we'll talk about that. Well, I'm talking about it now. So, um. John Saxon. Yeah, yeah. What do we know John Saxon from? Well, we've discussed uh, his work on the show before, as in like in A Nightmare on Elm Street or Dream Warriors. Correct. And he's in Tenebrae. That's right. And they still dub him. <laughs> With his own voice. <laughs> Just... uh, Christopher George. Yeah, Christopher George. Pieces. Big. He's a big actor. Uh... In the 50s and 60s. Huge! He had his own show. Rat Pack, I think. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. I think him... Well, well when you're watching uh, City of the Living Dead, it actually doesn't look like they dubbed his lines. Right, yeah. Or it was done really well. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Franciosa, born and bred in New York. Yeah. You know, good old Peter Neal. Yep. And then... I mean, it's... That's what got me, because once I saw Demons, I was like, "Oh man, I gotta watch all of, I gotta watch all the Babas, I gotta watch all the Argentos, then I saw Suspiria." Yep. And I managed to sit through that epic because it is not a short movie. Yeah, Suspiria does a number. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, Suspiria was, uh, which is funny because we'll, we're going to talk about the, the Gates of Hell trilogy, uh, but Suspiria is, is part of the, the Three Mothers trilogy. Yeah. And the quote-unquote quote Three Mothers trilogy. Well, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's Suspiria, there's Inferno, and then everyone tries to forget Mother of Tears. But, it's, uh, yeah, and it's, 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 um, it's interesting. Like, I look at, like, the Gates of Hell trilogy has always been a fun one because it's based around the idea that there are seven doorways to hell. And we only ended up seeing three instances of where uh, where these doorways could, could potentially appear. Now, um, we'll get to, you know, what that, what that kind of means later, but... Say Living Dead is, is the first one. Gates of Hell, as you call it, since you refuse to call it by its original name, or its its uh its original hey. English name. Hey. Gates of Hell is is the Americanized. When I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I know you've explained it. Okay. I I understand. And I saw it when I was eight years old. We've talked about it before. Yes, yes, yes. Right. You have this movie. I have RoboCop. 
Yes. Um. Now, uh, the setup for this is that uh, a a priest commits suicide in a cemetery uh, via hanging, and that you know that causes a rupture in the space and time continuum, whatever, and, and this gate is now open, and um, he he attacks people, conjures up zombies that can teleport and do all this fun stuff because teleporting zombies is right as hell and it's a good effect and uh <laughs> in 1980 he, he has teleporting zombies so a um yeah it's it's groundbreaking stuff it's great so the the, the crux of this is that this uh, this medium played by uh catriona mccall uh this medium kind of witnesses this on the astral plane I suppose you can call it and fucking dies <laughs> right her heart stops or pretty much is imperceptible that she is alive and we'll come back to this later they they, they bury her they put her in a coffin put her in the ground and uh before before we get to that yep before they, we get to the part where they bury her, the sergeant <laughs> that comes to investigate this death. <laughs> what are you on grass? <laughs> what kind of grass he's smoking? <laughs> so he's convinced that uh, this lady died and they imagined it because they were smoking grass. Yeah, that was his. <laughs> that was his line of questioning. That's where he was going, <laughs> and he went. To, they went to that well quite often in yeah. the 10 minutes that he's in that movie. That's right. Okay, sorry. Sorry. That's right. So, um, so she's almost gets buried alive. Uh, this investigative journalist busts through with a pickaxe. So she almost dies again after she somehow revives. And we'll get back to this later because it's an important point. Um, the fact that she's apparently alive again. So the gate to hell has opened and this big ass invasion is going to happen on all saints day which is a couple days away and everything and all this weird shit starts happening and there's you know there's like you know rotting corpses and just completely screwed up stuff as, as this you know priest keeps reappearing and, and even worse shit happens he's ripping people's brains out the back of their skulls and then there's the incident in the car. Nope. What happens in the car? Nope. No, I hate you. These two, <laughs> this young couple, <laughs> try to get it on. And then she just senses something. She senses something and is watching them. So, you know, dude flips on the lights. Nothing there. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> There's a vision of the, the priest hanging. Oh, no, the priest is not there anymore. Oh, wait, the priest is now by the, by the window. And then it happens. Where all of her insides <laughs> decide to come out through her mouth. And not just a little bit of her insides. Every, yeah, every organ in her body, intestines, uh, I saw a liver, I learned the human anatomy that day at the tender age of eight, <laughs> and every time that scene comes on, I'm still scarred, scarred, scarred. That's what happens in a car. Um, it is one of the most fucked up things you're ever going to see on screen. Because, because okay, so the, the idea behind all these movies is that there's an incident and reality breaks. Now, in this scene, reality breaks because there is no way in hell this is happening, no way in hell it can happen. But it totally happens and you see it. 
you know. Uh, they did that with a with a mixture of practical effects, uh, actual sheep's intestines in the actress's mouth, a dummy head that would forcefully vomit more intestines. So it's a mix of a whole a lot a lot of stuff, and I'm sure it reeked on set inside that car. So yeah, so you know, lots of fucked up stuff happening in this movie. Um, people getting killed by uh, drilling lathes. Uh, there's more people getting their their brains yanked out the back of their skull. There's maggots coming through windows. Maggots. You know. Um. So, zombies, ghouls, whatever the hell, they're all teleporting, killing people. Uh, they go into a, a family, into the the priest's family tomb. Uh, more brain, more brains get ripped out. Uh, and they finally confront this priest, Father Thomas. They confront him, and uh, he hits he hits uh, Mary, who is this the uh, the medium from the beginning. He hits her hits her with the opposite of the Care Bear stare. So she starts bleeding from her eyeballs, <laughs> and uh, that's the opposite. <laughs> that's the opposite of the Care Bear stare. Uh, she starts bleeding from her eyeballs, and you know full well that she's going to puke up her guts because that's what happens to the poor woman in the car. But, uh, guy she's with stabs Father Thomas with a crucifix. Uh, he dies. They crawl up from the tomb into the graveyard. There's a kid that they save. But as he runs towards Mary, the picture cracks and degrades and all you hear is a scream. Now, the original ending to uh, the movie got lost, or they ran out of money, but it's gone, so they had to do this. Now, shout out to Ibon Press and uh, Stephen Romano because they're releasing an adaptation of uh, City of the Living Dead, and they're going to put the original ending back in from what I heard. So, that's... That's going to be happening. That's going to be awesome. But uh, what do you think happened at the end? <clears throat> at the end with that visual? Well, after finally opening my second eye, because I closed the first, you know, I closed my eyes halfway through the movie the first time. I was, you know, doing one of those where I was like, one hand and looking through one eye the rest of the movie. Yep. Especially after the sex doll came out, because my dad was yeah. like, what I don't get is my dad was like, "There's <laughs> a sex doll. Uh, cover your eyes." Well, he didn't say sex doll. But he said, uh, "Cover your eyes." I was like, "All right," but he didn't make me cover my eyes for the goddamn guts coming out the mouth. <sighs> Priorities, I suppose. Yeah. Anyhow, um, well, when they do the whole little shattering thing, you know, uh, you, you start to think, "Wait, is this actually happening now? Did they actually come out?" from the bottom of the grave uh, is the little kid imagining that they're there because he's too he's there with the cops and he starts yeah. running and he already saw his sister kill like half the people um, so I don't know I don't know if, if, if like reality started to break and then that's why it's set up to be a trilogy because then that makes sense that the other movies would be taking place in different versions of this uh, reality all can be happening at the same time um, they're all s mostly centered around New England yeah yeah the beyond is in uh, Louisiana but... yeah because the town is a uh, well apparently Dunwich Dunwich was the old Salem so that, that was that whole premise for the yeah. beginning of hell was in Salem so I hope I hope that that's what it, it means because the next one on the <laughs> uh, beyond was next and well, beyond was next right yeah beyond yep. was next yep and that's very similar to beyond too but before we get to that what do you think happened at the end well it comes back to Mary and the fact that she was in a coffin 
And uh, what do they do to people before they put them in coffins? Well, they're usually dead, so. Well, put that stuff in them. Yeah. Alright, so if reality breaks, right? And, um, and this force brings the only person that actually saw the inciting act back. And then she completes her mission. Right? Mm-hmm. I think the end of the movie, uh, Mary dies again. Because you're seeing it from her viewpoint. Kids running. Reality breaks. Uh, from the right to the left across the screen. And then she screams. And that's it. Hmm. So she's dead again. Yep. She came back to close the gate because she saw it open. Well, look at you making a, an educated uh, analysis of that. It's what I do. Yes. You I, have do. Too much, I have too much time to think. And when thinking happens, I like to think about one of my favorite movies of all time in the horror genre or otherwise the second movie in the Gates of Hell trilogy The Beyond look at that professional segue my lord you're good like again like this was one of those that came back so when it was released on DVD uh, for the first time it, it was also a limited edition 10 I bought the limited edition 10 I watched this thing and this movie fucked me up. Like, it is... It is... Uh, it is based around nightmare logic. It is pretty much the worst trip to Elm Street happening in the daytime for all of its characters. It is horrific, it is gross, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for as much as uh, Gates of Hell scarred me, um, this is much worse. <laughs> like, I, I mean, granted, I saw this when I was like 27, <laughs> I think, for the first time. So, um, I had a little bit easier time digesting uh, what was going on. But. You're right. It's it it is an acid trip. This movie, it is. I the title is perfect because this this movie is so beyond what I was used to. Um, even from even from seeing like demons or um, you know, the gates of hell. There was just some stuff from the beginning. From the beginning, this movie was already. That opening scene, you knew shit was going to just go on the entire time. Yeah. So uh, so this one is like, uh, uh, it opens, you know, with, with the painter back in the early 1900s. And um, he's been painting this, 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 this otherworldly vista. But he's also got the Book of Ibon, which is, you know, it can open these doorways. So townspeople were like, well, we don't want this shit around here. So I go pay him a visit. They whipped this dude with a chain, flay his face open in the process, nail him to the wall. So and you see all of it, because, you know, Italian art. Don't pull no punches. <laughs> and uh, they're all about, you know, artfully destroying the human body. <laughs> and... Uh, they throw lie on this chump. And you see, you know, see face bubble away and everything. And the music kicks in and it's great. Probably hearing it right now. And from there on in, the movie proceeds to just completely go crazy and nuts. Because now this gate's been open and this painter's appearing, teleporting places. And it comes down to uh, Liza, played again by 
Catch your own McCall. Back for a second, go around with, with Fulci. And like it, it, it has to be seen. Describing it just doesn't doesn't cut it. Just you just got you have to see it. Yeah, you have to watch this 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 craziness. Craziness. That the oh god. In the morgue. The acid spill. Yep. The which I'd like to call the Fulci effect. Where there's a kill that goes on for about ten minutes. <laughs> he can not even in a bad way, he drags a kill for like I feel like it's almost the entire movie. Yeah. I mean he did he that's that's what he did with the guts in, you know, in the car. He just kept going. I was like, wow, this is is every part of her body gonna come out? Uh yeah. Uh and then here you got the, the acid spill and <laughs> the face. Yeah. Uh, the spider's kill. The spider's kill. And then the spider's kill is another one where reality breaks. Because this can't fucking shit can't happen. No. You know, it just can't happen. Yes, you can fall from a ladder and unfortunately be, be paralyzed and not move. But it ain't gonna be no fucking treasure trove of spiders come out from underneath the bookcase and maul somebody's face. And the noise they were making. <laughs> making little chipmunk ass noises. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then, I can't get the morgue scene back out of my head. Now, when the blood turns like, it looks like a, a Slurpee you get from 7-Eleven. Yep. I'm like, wait a minute, how does the blood turn into Slurpee? Like a cherry Slurpee. <laughs> and, Here's another thing that Italian horror directors love. They don't give a crap about little kids. <laughs> and they don't give a crap about dogs. Nope. Alright? They, they don't give a F <laughs> about... Little kids will watch the most horrific things in this movie. And the dog... The dog, when he bites Emily, he just turned on Emily. We'll see. Here's the thing. Well, there's a character in the movie named Emily who uh, who went to the beyond and escaped. Pretty much. So, eventually, all the denizens of the beyond come back for her. She's blind because uh, what you see in the beyond scars you. It's the point where you can't see, which makes sense. You know, if you glimpse the infinite unknown, how you see anything else? You can't. So, uh, these the zombies come for her and uh she's got her guard dog dicky now dicky runs out to attack because emily says to attack attack dicky attack dicky attacks but when dicky comes back into the frame his face is laid open and you only see it for an instant and then she's like you know attack dicky attack but since he works for the zombies now it works <laughs> he attacks her and man, he, do, he does attack her. Oh, and, man. And it is fucked up. <laughs> it's so bad. I, was like, I just looked at my dog like, you fucking try this. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more love for you. All but, bets are off. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about the ending really quick because we we still got one more movie. And yeah. yeah, man. It's a... Uh, it's a uh, it's weird. The, the stopwatch is a going, but um, uh, the ending is one of my favorite endings of all time. It's like one of my, movies, one of my favorite movies of all time. Endings, one of my favorite endings of all time, because for a brief second, you think that everything's gonna be okay, until you realize that there's no damn way that they can go from the hospital. Which they got to by car, go down a set of steps, and suddenly appear underneath the hotel where all this shit started. Mm-hmm. So once again, reality breaks, and you think they're gonna make it, but then it starts adding up. Like there's no way they can do that. You have just, you know, you you've just broken space-time continuum. How can this be? So they move forward through this underground passage, and where they end up? the beyond and as you kind of see them realize it 
they start running and it's endless and you know there's no edge to it it's just this just it is the uh greatest uh beach shore in existence just swallowed by mist and time and there's no escaping it and the camera pushes in on their eyes and their eyes are now blind and as they come to the realization of where they are the movie ends and they disappear it's fucking phenomenal it's a great flick it is it's great it's a great flick absolutely wonderful flick gory as hell Yep. But what, else, what else do you expect from the Godfather of War? <laughs> as, as he's been referred to. That's right. Him and his high level of visceral, graphic <laughs> violence. Well, well, I know what I didn't expect. W- what was that? This little ass kid named Bob ruining House by the Cemetery. Listen. <laughs> Who the fuck names their kid Bob? What's his name? Bob. Psychopath. <laughs> and, and they don't even call like they don't, they call him Bob the entire movie until the end where she finally calls him Bobby when she's about to get filleted. Uh, I keep expecting a middle-aged man to come out of nowhere every time she yells his name. No, you don't call no Bob and Craig. We've been through this. Bob and Craig should not be given names to kids. Those are those are grown-ass names. Every Bob or Craig I've ever met has been at least 30 years old. I've never met kids named Bob or Craig. <sighs> House by the Cemetery is such a frustrating film. Because, okay, if we, if we said that the dubbing and acting of Bobby Rhodes in Demons is, you know, a great thing about that movie. The dubbing and acting for Bob in House by the Cemetery I'm, I'm not going to discredit the work because somebody got paid to do that so it's whatever but it is frustrating because it drags the movie down intensely yeah. mm-hmm. um, it's, it makes him annoying yeah uh, uh, so House by the Cemetery it's about uh, uh, Dr. Freudstein great name who uh, is kind of another apparition who again has been buried underneath the house and new family uh, Catcher McCall back for a third go around her son Bob and since Bob is so annoying I forgot the husband's name because good lord it's not about him and Bob overtakes the whole damn thing but uh, <laughs> but uh uh, so Bob starts seeing this little girl along the way and um, there's kind of this, this, this another break in space and time again as there's a haunting and a ghost story and it's time to figure some stuff out so what happens is Freudstein conducted all these illegal experiments and uh, he is pretty much a zombie who has been killing people throughout the whole movie. And it turns out that he's kind of like been regenerating through victims' parts. So, you know, do they stop him? Uh, not that I recall. <laughs> no! Because that motherfucker got he was <laughs> I'm still getting over the fact that the key broke in the lock while they're trying to save Bobby <laughs> Bob sorry Bob it is bleak as hell because everybody dies uh, Bob gets saved by ghosts who take him to live in ghost village or some shit it is <laughs> it's, his, it's no it's his wife right yeah it's, it's first his wife yeah, his wife, his wife and his daughter yeah. <laughs> ends up being that's who, who's trying to save Bobby from going <laughs> into the house at all, because they know they're gonna get got. Yeah, so like we see, like we see three different versions of this this whole gate. 
we see the destructive version and uh and and uh, see the living dead can't tell we see the unknowing you know frustrating you know drive you to madness version in the beyond and then we see the the welcoming version in a weird way up in a house by the cemetery and yeah this is like subject matter wise this is the brutal one because Fortnite is just killing everybody like nobody gets away nobody gets away yeah if I recall correctly, this one um <clears throat> didn't he base this off of HP Lovecraft? Um I think it was, was there were bits and pieces of it. Yeah, if I remember yes. if I recall correctly. Yes, it was, it, was, it was Lovecraft without uh being based on a direct story. Yeah, correct. It was like a it was like a homage yeah. to to Lovecraft. But one of my favorite parts of the things about this movie there's two things uh is the actual bad guy i love the visual of that <laughs> of the doctor yep that's a creepy looking <laughs> yeah and that's the and out of all the movies that's it's a main villain it, the story has a main villain it's not you know just random you know demons coming coming and going um which is cool and the fact that the dude fought a bat for like half the movie that was cool <laughs> and that that was the that was a drawn out kill that uh, yeah there's a, there's a drawn out kill <laughs> the bat and the babysitter so that's some alliteration in your kills there yeah. but uh uh for a good flip to this check out uh we are still here uh it's starring barbara crampton that's a, that's a good one and it's it uh, as we wrap up I th- i'd like to think of the fact that we never saw the other four examples of the gates you know so i always wonder like what films would i add to it to kind of flesh things out of it so i always pick like uh, i want i want to hear these because i want to see if anything matches what i would uh the dead hate the living uh, we are still here, which is what I just mentioned. Beyond the Gates, oddly enough, another oh, well, that, uh, yeah, another uh, Barbara Crampton film, and uh, the Dead Pit. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Now, could you not see? Well, this is part of its own trilogy, Prince of Darkness. Yes, I had that on here, but uh, I moved it. Yeah. I mean, yes, granted, it's, it is part of its uh, own little trilogy, but that would fit in this world. Um, as above, so below. I could see it working. Yep. And uh, and what was that movie with Stephen Dorff? You say Stephen Dorff, my mind instantly goes to Blade, I'm sorry. The Gate. The Gate, yes, 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 yes. Stephen Dorff, Lewis Tripp, yes. Definitely. I can see those having a link to this uh, to this world to flesh out the rest of the seven doors of hell. Yes. Which is crazy. Yeah. They, they say gates of hell, but they, <laughs> in the movies, they keep calling them doors. Yeah. Well, I think, well, the Beyond's American title was Seven Doorways of Death. And again, shout out to Ibon Press because they're releasing the Beyond in a comic adaptation. And uh, issue number one is going to have a soundtrack to Seven Doors of Death. Uh, the original American soundtrack. Sweet. So that's going to be cool to check out. Uh, so shout out to them for reminding everyone that Fulci lives. But um, I mean, we could we could be here talking about Fulci all night, but the stopwatch has gone nuts. So we'll have to revisit more Fulci goodness at a later date, uh, because coming up soon. In fact, next episode. Uh, we're gonna be talking about sci-fi horror. And uh, do you know why we're gonna talk about sci-fi horror? Well, I mean, I do. But why? It will be officially season two of It's Them Dem and Shalom the podcast. 
That's right. This, this is our 13th episode. <laughs> Lucky number 13. Yes. That's right. So we will be starting season two. What's the next episode? Uh, check back here for some Aliens Talk, Predator Talk, Resident Evil, Terminator, and that odd shift from pure horror to action horror. What does it mean? We'll try and figure it out. But with that said, uh, that's going to be it for this episode of It's Them Damn Enchiladas, the podcast. You can check the show notes for all of our social media info. We got Twitter. We got iTunes. We got Spotify. We got Discord. We got a Tumblr. We got the works. Please feel free to leave us a review or do something as simple as telling your friends about us because every little bit of buzz helps us grow in the long run. As always, podcast producer for the stars, Mark Warren, has been responsible for making us sound oh so spectacular. So thank you for all that you do, Mark. Right, we'll all go up there together. If we stick together, no one gets hurt. Got it? Until next time, please have fun. Watch horror movies. Remember to always drink responsibly and hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. 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 Thank you for listening. And goodbye. Ciao, Bella. No wonder my happy heart sings. Your love has given me wings. Penso che io sogno così non ritorne mai più. Dipinge con le mani e la faccia di blu. Poi l'improvviso ci vide She's right. She put on that mask and scratched herself. Get it? Because of that scratch, she became a demon. An instrument of evil. Like they said in the damn movie, you heard them. Right? Yes. We gotta stop it. Believe me, we gotta stop the movie! Where's the projection booth?